For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Welcome to another edition of the Northland Sports Page. Brian Prudhomme, I had one Dave with me last week. I have one again this week. Last week, I was easy enough to have two. One stayed, one left me. No Dave Cook this week. Dave Hoops is back. So it's Brian Prudhomme with Dave Hoops and Grandpa Steve. Steve Patosha is in the house. Grandpa Steve, that's the exciting news of the week. It's a new month, July, but June ended with a big event for you. Congratulations. Let's start with that. Yeah, thank you very much, my first grandchild, Harper Cynthia Nash, was born uh, this week. So uh, my mom is doing great. Dad's doing great. Uh, baby's doing fantastic. And uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. So I have to ask you this, because over the years, the names for grandparents, grandfathers, grandmothers, what have you, have really morphed into, I don't know, nicknames, we'll call it that, but almost ridiculous. When I was a kid, we had grandma and grandpa, and we filled in the last name. Now, my parents have been grandma and grandpa fill in the first name. Since then, I've heard Papa, Pappy, Peepaw, Meemaw, you name it. It's, it sounds like, you know, rubbish. Are you going to let them call you what? Well, quite honestly, they can call me whatever they want. But uh, Just not late for I, dinner? I, I wasn't, yeah, exactly. I wasn't uh, aware of this fad, so to speak, really, until I found out I was going to say, hopefully not be, until right now. No, until I was, found out I was going to be a grand, grandpa. And so there was almost... The same search as if you were looking for the baby name themselves. Right. My wife and uh, my daughter and, and, the, and the whole whole group, you know. So, uh, yeah, we, we stuck with our Italian roots. So, uh, well, I, I and I wonder no-no. that. Okay, I was going to so. say, do they have requirements? I figured as much. Uh, you've done a lot of no-nos in your life, but that's a different story altogether. Fitting, yes, yeah. So, yeah, I wondered about that because my wife obviously sends her congratulations as well. But she said, I wouldn't let the grandkid call him anything else except Steve. So that was that, that was her take on it. I didn't know how you might feel about that. That that might be a good idea. You know, Jen, Jen's on the front line of, of, yes. of many great ideas. So. I was going to say, she's got a lot of great one-liners. It's it's not just me, and not all of them come directly from me. So to be... Your writing staff. Yes, to be fully transparent, we were waiting to throw that at you for about four days. I bet. So congratulations, certainly. Now, Dave Hoops, I have to ask you the other question because Dave Cook and I have said that for sure when I was a kid, and I think Dave Cook even thought it too, there were certain names that just didn't sound grandparent-esque. It was like you reached a certain age level and you had to change your name. I brought this up on previous shows. Grandma Penny for my mom doesn't sound right. I assume she needed to be Esther or Gertrude or some sort of elderly sounding name. Grandpa Dave will come for you eventually. Grandpa Dave has come for Dave Cook. Grandpa Steve doesn't sound old. I'm wondering when you become Herbert or Chester or something to that level. Did that ever resonate with you? Because our generation's names don't sound old enough to be grandparents. This guy here, Steve Petosha, doesn't look old enough to be one either. Uh, I would agree. Mine was Edna, and it was Graham Graham. But she okay. called me Davy last ah, time anybody got away with I that. Can I start doing that? No. I was going to say, <laughs> your <laughs> no. time on the show will be short-lived, right? But I kind of like, I, one of the ones I've heard that I like is Pop Pop. I don't know why, but it, you know, I don't know that I'm ever going to get this great honor that Steve over here just got, but who knows? Well, I know if I do, it's some sort of miracle and I'll need a big explanation, but <laughs> congratulations to Steve, <laughs> Steve Petosha, certainly. 
and yeah, I was old school. I guess I grew up with, like I said, grandma and grandpa, insert last name, but names are morphing into something crazy. And for me, just no Harper that I will always refer to your grandpa as grandpa Steve, but it's going to be completely different in my world. Uh, happy first of July, 4th of July weekend, sort of, do you consider this holiday weekend or not? Because I took it certainly, I won't be at the day job again until Wednesday, but I know that there's plenty of people that'll be working Monday first. But if we went by that, is there a holiday weekend? Because there are people out there that work the holiday anyway. Well, um, you know, I've never really had to work on my birthday, you know, rest of America. Which is coming Tuesday, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I know. Are you, are you a birthday month guy? I no. joked I joked that my dog should be. He was also born in July, and he wanted to go get his Saturday morning ice cream today. And he's going to, and I said to my wife, I said, well, maybe he gets extra spoiled because it's birthday month. For some people, no, that's a thing. How about no. for you? I don't hardly celebrate the older I get because, again, America does. I like the fireworks. and Well, you're you a big know. deal. If you didn't know before, you know now. But I... Um, you know, obviously hospitality works, but in my opinion, every time it's in during the week, it's great because, you know, everybody, it's the most of the people get to stop working and everybody gets excited about this long weekend. And sometimes frequently the weather's good. These are all really top shelf things. Right. So speaking of top shelf things, you came bearing gifts today. We're brought to you by Hoops Brewing and Dave Hoops is here. Of course, we have a number of sponsors. We'll get to them throughout the show. But I always say, and normally it's in the winter, so I call you Hoops Claws when you come to my doorstep and drop off beer. You came to the studio today. I don't know what we'll call you for summer solstice Hoops Claws, but I'll, I'll take this. Having a raspberry weed on hand is is always a good time. We appreciate the gifts you brought today. And last weekend, in general, for you, again, it's the Northland Sports page. We'll get to sports for most of the next two hours. But I want to start with a little hoopla talk because last Saturday, to just, to just say it was fun, it's kind of an understatement. It was a blast. And I think I forgot how many hours I wasn't there. Obviously, the show went over the beginning, but then I was there for five, six hours, and I missed the end. When I saw your social media recaps, I saw all the live music and all the stuff that went on after I had left, and I, I thought I put in a good shift, but that was only part of the day. What a big event, and I hope you guys are super proud. Uh, we're really, really happy, and I want to thank you and, and your crew, Laverne and Jay and everybody, for hanging out for a really good shift. Yeah. Many, 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 many people did that. I, I'm just overwhelmed with the kindness and support. And so we had a really good day. And it was uh, the first time since 2019 that it was at all normal, guys, since right. the summer of 2019. So that's a long run where it wasn't normal. So that was great. So from a business perspective, is this kind of your favorite streak of summer? Because you've got the marathon weekend, hoopla, now 4th of July weekend, back to back to back. Is this when, you know, all hands on deck, you need to be ready because this is when summer really starts to kick into high gear in Duluth? Uh, yeah, it's not a problem. We're so adapted handling business that it's not even tough for us when we get it. We just want it. And then, of course, my buddies are playing next week. The Trample is the biggest show. Right. And, and um, yeah, this is just a really nice stretch where I remember why I opened a brewery. Boom. Well, I'll tell you what, when you dropped off your raspberry wheat, I remembered why he opened a brewery because this is the epitome of deliciousness for me. I know I am thankfully open. Yes. That's for yes. Sure. Without a doubt. We're thankful for him. We're thankful for all of our sponsors. Again, we'll mention them throughout the show, but Hoops Brewing gets kind of number one with a bullet this morning because Dave was kind enough to come in for the second week in a row. And he quickly reminds me that he is second because the OG Ryan Arola, Roll Architecture Studio, was the very first to sponsor the show. And maybe we should always consider him first because He's also responsible for the very building that we're in here in the Holiday Center. And we'll have lots of guests on hand today. Corey Verl will be by a little bit later. Jay Hagen as well. And uh, Steve and I will play by or sell, and we'll play some drawing lines courtesy of Roll Architecture Studio as well. So it's going to be a very enjoyable day. The question is, what do you consider the day? Because just minutes before we started on the air, you know, Dave talked about his birthday. It's coming up on Tuesday, but if you want to start celebrating today, go ahead. 
talked about Canada Day, talked about Wimbledon and the Tour de France going. It's it's America's birthday weekend, and Dave enlightened us immediately with a bunch of European big events. But then at the same time, you and I earlier this morning were talking about it's Bobby Bonilla it's Bobby Day. Bobby Bonilla Day. If you baby. ever needed financial <laughs> advice, go get it from Bobby Bonilla. He hasn't played in how long, and he's still collecting how That's much. Right. He's my hero. It's unbelievable, and he's got another 13, 14 to go, so... God bless you, Bobby Bonilla. Can you imagine if he would ever sign with the Twins? I mean, cheap bleep pole ads is the mantra. Would he get $3 right now He'd from the Twins? He'd probably still be in the top 10% of their payroll, that's for sure. <laughs> right. We'd, we'd still not be signing people and then pointing to Bobby Bonilla as to why, right? But it is one of the more interesting days. How about that contract in sports? We can talk about, I can't believe the money players are making these days. I mean, NBA free agency went bonkers yesterday, and so did the Five price tags. Five years, $160 million. For, for an average basketball player or for a headache like Kyrie Irving and oh the contract that he got. That's so incredible. It is mind-blowing, but then you think about Bobby Bonilla, and he's he's a player of our generation, not necessarily this one, and he's still collecting a check, and it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. I mean, the players should be making money. They're the ones out there doing it, so... It's, it's, it's great. Absolutely. So Bobby Bonilla might literally be living the American dream to still be cashing checks long after he's hit the field on the diamond. We're going to talk about American dreams today. We're going to do a lot of things in honor of the 4th of July weekend. Again, whether you consider it that or not, being that it's just the first and, and some folks have to work Monday, some folks have to work Tuesday, what have you. But Dave Oops, you mentioned that you love the fireworks, whether it's truly in honor of your birthday or not. And I told you earlier this week that, you know, I like the fireworks as a theme for today because... I think in sports, we talked a lot about explosive players or or explosive potential, and I think of fireworks and I think of explosive. So I want to talk about who on the current rosters for our big four teams do we think can kind of explode in terms of their coming out party for their career. Then there's the other side of it, and in Minnesota sports, we got a lot of those players that we're still hanging on to going, but they're going to be good, or they are good, I promise you, and, and maybe that career is already up in smoke. So... It's going to be interesting to see if we take the low-hanging fruit. I know Steve's got a cup in front of him, so go ahead and take a sip because I said low-hanging fruit. But I want to see if we take those today with the players that we're still leaning on and shouldn't be. But there is reason for excitement, too. So there are those players. Question is, which one of the four teams do you want to start with? Well, I think we start with the Timberwolves because I think that's probably the low-hanging fruit itself. And uh... It probably is. I wonder if people are willing to go away from said player because – if I had to give a hint to who I think most people would say, I would just say meow, but I wonder if that's who it is or not. And are we starting on the negative? Are we starting with whose career? Are we still saying the best is yet to come? And in truth, they're up in smoke. Is that where you want to start? Well, I think that the best is yet to come with Anthony Edwards. I think Ant is, is his, his his career is on the edge of exploding into, into greatness or, yeah. or maybe it's not, but it, it he could be right. I mean, We've seen flashes of it, and, he, and it's and it seems like he wants to take over this team. And and the other side of that, the negative, you know, that's you know, again, the low hanging fruit and cat. So you so you think it's those two, the two biggest names? I I really do. I the, think that the two animal names, or as my mom once erroneously called acronyms, ant and cat. <laughs> that's right. I would love to see them trade uh, trade cat out to Portland for. Uh, now, Daniel for the record, Lee. the cat acronym is correct. Ant is short for Anthony, and that's how it goes. I didn't take Edwards because. I think you're right. I don't think the best has been seen yet, but I think he's already exploded. I think if you don't know who Anthony Edwards is, even if you're outside of Minnesota, you you kind of swung and missed. I took Jaden McDaniels. I think he's going to be a huge deal. I think he needs to obviously stop punching walls when he's frustrated, but I think he's got all the tools to be a big deal. The other one I took a little bit because I wanted to almost give two because I had a tie. So glad they brought back Nas Reed, and it might be the reason why Cat doesn't have to be here long term. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that that's a huge signing because we didn't know if he wanted to be here because he was willing to you know, take a, a off the bench. Right. I thought there'd be a ton more money out there for him somewhere else. I did too. And, and so that, that was, that was, that is huge. And I think that does give them a little bit of flexibility to maybe move cat if they need to. Now I've never been of in the camp that really wants to move cat. Cause I just think you don't get, and now it's Minnesota speaking here, but you don't get too many chances to draft a number one overall pick who has put up some good numbers. Although I, I we just said the great one was also a number one pick. I, Anthony Edwards was. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that he's changed the game as much as maybe he thinks he has. As much as he's already said, yeah. <laughs> but um, I do think that he's 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 a top flight player or potentially could be. Or that potential is still there, whether it's. I think it's there. Totally, I think it's one of those where he may become the NBA's David Ortiz, as far as Minnesota is concerned, and we'd have to deal with that. But I think it's just come a time where he's not going to unlock that potential unless he's somewhere else. And maybe he becomes terrific and maybe Dan Barrero has a field day because we didn't need him and that's his favorite mantra. But so be it. I think you've seen what you're going to see out of Cat in Minnesota. I hope desperately that I'm wrong. Now, I want to go to Dave Hoops on this topic, starting with the Wolves, because first of all, I said at the outset that, you know, having one Dave is always kind of my safety net, whether it's Dave Cook or you. And, and last week was the jackpot because I had two. Now, today you're in here. Dave Cook is not. He's traveling. We hope he has a wonderful weekend. But you've kind of become Dave Cook a little bit because you've got written lists galore in front of you, which is something I don't do, and Steve never gets here early enough to do. So what do you have on the Timberwolves side of things? Well, my, my guy was was, was Naz, uh, Nas Reed, uh, uh, which I agree with you. He was the guy, based on what we're talking about, that if he can start hitting those ridiculous threes, that they're really not ridiculous. He's decent at But for it. a big, it's eye-opening. Well, and... You know, Cat can stop maybe, but you know, I am not that high on Cat, so I'm kind of with you. Although Steve's point a minute ago about you know being a great pick and possibility, he's he's too inconsistent with his behavior, I think, right. mentally. But anyway, I think Nas was a great signing. Who, you know, I hate seeing it. these guys get forty million dollars a year, but okay, maybe the Wolves can to come win. off the bench. Yeah. Role players are loaded, but you know what that is, and hockey folks like yourselves maybe don't want to hear this. But it's a sign of NBA revenue going way up because you can throw these contracts out. NBA oh. is very much yeah. an American, you know, well-known sport because, quite frankly, it's the cheapest. You need a ball, shoes, and a hoop. Well, that, and you can market it all around the world, Correct. right? I mean, Correct. it's like soccer. You know, like again, you need a ball and a net, right? So you can you can market it. Although soccer hasn't taken off in the United States as it has around the rest of the world, basketball has, you know, taken off around the rest of the world, and you know, we see that with. You know China, and look at the first overall pick this year coming out of France. So right. um, we're know. just going to call him Wemby. We're going to save Dave Cook the effort. But I, I can will, only imagine what pronunciation might come out there. I will say that Italy had their first goalie drafted this yeah. year. Yeah, so, so hockey is growing a little bit. We so. will talk a lot about the <laughs> but, NHL but, draft. Money wise, you're you're 100 right. Like you just you can't compete with with a regional niche niche sport like that. The other guy that I said for up in smoke, but I didn't want to lean on it because I'm not sure at his best what the career amounted to. I didn't want to take the low-hanging fruit in Carl Anthony Towns. My mom would be more impressed that I used his full name. But Jordan McLaughlin, for me, was that guy. I didn't see a scenario where they bring this guy back. The problem last year during the playoffs was if Mike Conley wasn't playing point guard, you didn't have one. So I thought for sure they're going to go get another point guard. And to some extent they did, depending upon what Shake Milton decides to play or if Troy Brown Jr. is a guard forward type but it sounds like they're bringing back Jordan McLaughlin. And every time Jordan McLaughlin was in during the playoffs, it was face Palm City. Why, why is this guy getting meaningful minutes? But I couldn't say his career's gone up in smoke because I'm not sure anybody ever ignited it. Right. 
I'll finish mine. Go ahead. Because it's, it's, we rudely interrupted you. Go ahead. No, 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 no. But I, the other one. I'll I sip really, your beer while you speak. I, I, I like uh, Newell quite a bit. Do you? I do. And I think, but my here's my smoke. You guys are going to love this. Rudy. Rudy, 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 Rudy. That's my up in smoke. And I have a lot of reasons for that, even though on paper. Well, then go ahead, because I can dispute that a little, but I want to hear why. You should dispute it. I will. I mean, we gave Just away give the me farm. a moment. Okay, but, you know, the two big thing isn't working. Uh, he disrupted the entire playoff vibe last year for no reason. You know, I, I wasn't there, of course. Um, and I was really, really high on him. But one of those guys I think uh, we don't really need. So that's kind of, you know, because I don't think the two big experiment really was all that. And I agree with you that one of those king. two we don't need. 100%. I just think the one we don't need. I don't think it's Rudy. I'm sorry. I, I don't think I don't think we could get 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 enough for Rudy to to justify Correct. getting rid of him. And that's the reason I think why they keep him. But but I don't. I'm not afraid of losing Carl Anthony Towns and turning no. him into a, a David Ortiz because David Ortiz was a leader. He was he was a, a spokesman for a, for a group. I mean he. He, he was someone that you wanted to, to gravitate to. Carl Anthony Towns doesn't give me that vibe one right. bit. I'm just, I'm just saying if he goes somewhere and takes off, that's the comparison people are going to make. But in order to take off, I think it needs to not be here. That's why I think in Portland he'd be good because he could be the number two to Dame Lillard and because and, clearly the leader of that team is is, is right. Dame. And, and so then you bring Cat in, he, he has to fall into line then. You know what I mean? I whether do. he likes it or not. So so here's why I don't think Rudy's career can be up in smoke. If they continue to utilize him the way they tried last year, yes, 100%. Because people like to call this the Herschel Walker trade, and it's because of the price tag and the draft picks, and we'll see if Utah becomes a dynasty out of it. Hint, they won't. But, I mean, if they take off the way Dallas did, it'll get even more merit for the Herschel Walker comparison. Here's where I will give it merit to the Herschel Walker comparison. Herschel Walker came to Minnesota, and they used him wrong. They turned a north-south dominant running back into an east-west stutter step guy who never got it done. They brought Rudy Gobert here, and maybe they did it because Towns got hurt, but they tried to turn him into Akeem Olajuwon and make him some offensive threat. Rudy Gobert, for the length of his career, even prior to coming to Minnesota, he was 14 points, 11 rebounds, and a defensive stalwart. If you look at last year in Minnesota, he was 14 and 11. You just wanted him to be 20 and 15. Don't go get something out of a player that isn't there. That's that's trying to make somebody play out of their mind, and Rudy Gobert's not that guy. He was brought in to keep Ja Morant from just Correct. Cr- you know, flying down the lane. Well, there's a lot of things people need to keep Ja Morant from doing, well, but right. I digress. <laughs> so we've covered the Timberwolves to start. we got three teams to go. Again, the topic is in honor of the 4th of July. Who's going to burst on the scene this year, but who is having their career maybe up in smoke already that Minnesota's saying, just hang on, we're going to unlock something here, or this guy's going to lead us. Are we buying kind of that smoke screen that a front office is putting towards us? I'm letting Steve play Will Steger. You let us to the Timberwolves first. Who's second? Why don't we go with the Twins? A lot of candidates here. Um, a lot of kids playing, a lot of kids playing well, a lot of veterans not playing well. So this category kind of lends itself to that entire roster. I'll go to you guys first. I'm curious because Steve Petosha and positivity with the Twins is like Brian Prudhomme and running fast. It just doesn't happen very often. Who did you take that will burst onto the scene or that you really like the potential of for the Twins? Well, you've got to hope that Royce Lewis is going to come around. Bingo. Right? I mean, Bingo. Sure looks the part. Right. And, and you've, you've, you've more or less, you, you, you sacrificed a chance at a, at, a, at a world championship, I'd argue, a few years back when you could have traded him for the pitching you needed right. when, you, when you had those bats. Right. Um, so he he better he better be the guy that explodes onto the scene. Um, 
and and it's time for it to happen because he's been around a long time and we've been hearing about well, him. Forever, has he though? So. I mean, he's been around a while in the minors and then he's been hurt for two full years. But we've been hearing about him being the next, and and that's the Twins' way. I mean, we've been hearing about Byron Buxton. I feel like since he was in junior high, and we're still kind of waiting for that to unlock. Maybe that's the easy career up in smoke. But I'm not. I'm not going to go there either. I am going with Royce Lewis. But there's there's a number of kids you can pick from. I mean, Julianne is suddenly here. It was you know instead of the Lewis and Clark expedition, it was the Lewis and Kirilov expedition as to why the Twins wouldn't make moves. Kirilov looks the part too. You're right. The Bomba Squad didn't get the additions that they wanted because they didn't want to part with these guys. Well, all of a sudden, we're four seasons removed from the Bomba squad, and it's finally coming, and they've got the pitching, but it's coming a little bit too slow, or, or the veterans aren't helping enough, because on paper, this is a good Twins team. Not on paper, this is a one-game under 500 Twins team. So I'm going to take Royce for bursting on the scene, because to borrow the baseball term, he looks hitterish. He looks like he can do no wrong. Just please keep him healthy, because we know how difficult that is with some other guys. Um, I like I like Lornak. Do you? I think Good. that his potential, and I like Farmer. Uh, you know, those two I'm watching fairly closely, even though I realize they haven't looked as good as we'd like them to look. But those are the two that they are truly young guys that I'm yeah. hopeful for. The other young guy that I wanted to bring up, but it's factual that I've never seen him play, but I feel like the next Royce Lewis has already become Brooks Lee. Oh, this guy's going to be this, that, and the other thing. Okay, when? I'm 44. Am I going to be in my 50s by the time we see it? Or is it going to be next year? On, on opening day, I would have answered this question with Miranda. Yeah. I would have thought that he and would have been And whoops-a-daisy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I can't find him anywhere. Right. But, can't find him with but, a searchlight. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. We'd be better the, off the, with Lin-Manuel at third. <laughs> at this point. But that's kind of the problem with the Twins right now, right? You got you, you, all these guys we were counting on coming in and, and making a difference. They're not even on the roster right now, so. Well, and which one is up in smoke and which one is the operative phrase in that question? Because there are a lot of proverbial low hanging fruits here. Correa is underachieved. I do think he'll figure it out. Buxton, I think you need to hang on to because of that contract. Nobody's going to want to take him from you. You may have to say, okay, if he's not a defensive option for this season, so be it. And it better be going forward. If he can never play center field again, he is your answer here. But veterans struggling, there's a core of them. I mean, they all had a nice coming out party last night, whatever closed door meetings do for teams that worked for a day. But, I mean, you can pick from Kepler, Buxton, Correa, Gallo a little bit. Gallo, I laugh because Dan Gladden last night on the broadcast said, you know, Gallo's really been fighting it during this road trip. He's just four for 18. Well, I can do the math. Four for 18 reduces to two out of nine. Two out of nine is 222. 222 is 30 points higher than Joey Gallo normally hits. <laughs> is he fighting it or is he hot right now? So, so my low-hanging fruit was Max Kepler. Just because the the sample size has been big enough and it wasn't a one-off where he was hurt or he can't do this or this or this and their excuses line up for him. He's just bad. That's that's my bottom line. Quit trying to tell us that he's the answer in right field. You have others. Go use them. He he should be a leader on this team by now. He should be, you know. Maybe he is and that's why they're under 500. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, I mean, he should, be, he should be someone on this team that we look to, you know, Back in the day, like we looked at, you know, a Gary Gaetti. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, uh, yeah, I, it's tough to argue with that one. Go ahead, Dave. Um, I agree with the Gallo comment, but I, I, and I hate doing this, but Kenta is pretty much up. Kenta I know that That's he had actually a good, a good call. Well, he had a good outing, and I like him. But I think he's over, and by the definition of you're up in smoke, that's my pick. I was going to say, when your arm literally might be, you know, you could go with a guy like Chris Paddock, who's been here for about five minutes and been, you know, injured severely multiple times. 
Kenta's right on that same path. That actually might be a great call. That's that's a guy we don't think of because finally they are pitching well. There's not a pitcher that you look at and go, you know, they need more out of him. The pitching staff is not the problem with this team, but that's a great call. Well, when he came, I was so excited about it. I think we had to be because they got they got rid of Gratterall, which we thought was insane at the moment. Insert Joe Duran, and we're fine in that department. Yeah, right. I, but I I think as far as um, what, who you, they need to get rid of, I mean, there's no point in having them around ever again. It's Pagan. It's like Pagan, yeah. Pagan. That's, but I, but that's the not only, even low hanging fruit. That fruit has already fallen off the tree. It's on the floor. It's been kicked around right. a little bit. And the only reason for me that he didn't qualify is I don't think anybody's trying to convince you that he's a valuable piece of this team. You can tell by when they use him. But a roster spot's a valuable agreed, piece. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> But they usually use them either already down two or three, or last night he came in when they were up eight to one. They thought, well, this should be safe even for you. So, but, yeah, yeah and, but nobody and, else felt and that I, way. And I will tell you, I held my breath for the final inning in two thirds. That's, that's just how it is. But that's the only reason he didn't qualify for me because I don't feel like anybody's trying to convince me of his value. But you're right. You know, the roster spot itself has value. So that is what it is. All right, two down, two to go. Are we going hockey with two hockey gurus like you guys? Or are we yeah, going to the Vikes? Let's go to the NHL. I had a tough time with the Wild because my breakout guy, I think, broke out last year. And when I said it, you and Dave Cook gave me audible eye rolls and the Wild paid him a ton. I I love Freddie Gaudreau and I hope the beat goes on. I mean, I know the only person that loves Freddie Gaudreau more than me is Dean Evison. And and whether or not that helps him, I don't know. Now he's got a big contract. Is he going to rest on his laurels and become mediocre again? I don't know. But he sure looks the part again. I feel like that's a phrase I'm overlooking. But when all you do is watch these guys, you want somebody who looks the part. Yeah, he does, and, and and the coach believes in him, so you know he's going to get opportunities. Hardcore. Yeah, I mean, and you know he's going to get opportunities because the coach believes in him, and and there's a lot of value in that. So, um, yeah, Freddie is he's a guy that he better explode because now he's making a little bit a little bit of money that yeah. uh, and it's not the NBA, so they can't that's, afford to throw it away. That's what I mean, though. Minnesota sports historically, as much as we you know chuckle at Bobby Bonilla Day. Minnesota sports historically has hesitated to pay anybody. Then when they do, it, it kind of goes south. Now, Freddie Gaudreau, does he have a monster contract? No. But is he making a lot more than he was? Yes. Are you going to get the next step in the progress, or are you going to get the ceiling all of a sudden? Yeah, well, I guess we're going to find out here soon. To me, it's Jonas Brodin. He's He's got to explode and be the leader of that decor now. And Is that and the so- Lewis and Kirilov of the Wild? We've been hearing about Brodin for a long time. Now, granted, he's been with the big league club much longer, but we've been hearing about it a long time. He's been with the big league club since the first since day. Since he was 12. Eligible yeah, to be yeah, with the big league right. club. So, I mean, I think he's answered that question there. And and But now, it's I mean, he's been here a long time. He's, he's the veteran presence back there. I mean, think of the guys he's been back there with. Burns. Uh, um, Suter, you know, I mean, he's been he's played with some pretty good guys right. back there. He's had to cover for guys like Dumba, you know, and and he's been played with veterans like Goligoski and and uh, Cole and, and some of these guys. So he's played. He's he should be the guy back there leading the charge. You know, the guy that they look to to shut down the guy that they look to when they need to settle down that back end. Who's due for a firework-like wild explosion? Can the well, Sharks fan in you find one? Well, I can, but, you know, I'm going to reference the Sharks here. Brodine is unfortunately the um, Mark Edward Vlasic of the wild. Um, that's a good comparison, and actually. And that's just, that's not going to cut it. So my my breakout fireworks guy, and this is fairly easy, but I think Erickson Eck is a guy we need to really look at this year yep. and mm-hmm. expect a lot of. And then I'm sorry, but I'm tired of Dumba. Dumba is the wow. smoke show for me. I don't think you're going to have to be anymore. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be the, the, of that one. The only reason I couldn't take him in this category is give him a month or less. I don't think he'll be on this team. 
Um, otherwise, I agree with you on the up and smoke piece. This is going to sound like local blasphemy because the Wild have a ton of one of us, and this is closer to the Northland, albeit more the range, although folks up there will tell you they're not part of the range either. But Grand Rapids is own Goligosky. What what's what's left of that? I, I know you need a veteran on the decor, and they actually have several. But Goligosky was this big deal. It's to me, it's the Roger Dorn of the Minnesota Wild. I wish we had him four years ago. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things where you're you're trying to kick the tires, but there's so much tread. I don't know what you have left. Yeah, I mean, you're you're talking about the value that he brings with just his experience at this point. I think, um, but we'll see coming out of camp whether the, whether or not you know he's in the lineup at all or he's even on this roster you know i mean he wasn't he was in and out a lot last year and right it's tough to pay guy guys money when in salary cap leagues when they're not pay, playing a lot so um yeah that, that that's a good one as far as uh who, who's going to be around um you know i love the erickson eck one for the explosive because i think you know we saw if that, he's healthy, we you'll saw see that it. in the playoffs yep. right i mean we saw that last year in the playoffs how important he was to that team you know they couldn't win faceoffs and they couldn't kill penalties and that's two things that he is a rock star at. So um, that, that's huge. Um, I, I just don't believe in Rossi. I think he's – I don't know if he's going to – I mean, it's tough to give up on him because he's so young and it's so new, right. but I just don't he's think even we're ever going to see him. changing I, I, the pronunciation of his name, see if that helps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, to me, I think that he's the one that's going to be the – that's going to go away. Are we crazy that none of us mentioned Flower? Aren't we trying to be told that we're going to get vintage Marc-Andre Fleury and it's not there anymore. It's the Gus bus. We're all riding it. Right. Oh, no, 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 no. He's not like, wow, he's a nice person. We're going to root for him. Well, (laughs) I'm going to root for everybody that puts the sweater on if the hockey gurus prefer that term over jersey or uniform. But I still think we say, you know, we got HOF in the nets. We do, but he's hanging on a little too long and he's been scrutinized plenty too i remember when we got them they got hot right away and you and i texted back and forth this is what happens when you have a front office that's dedicated to winning that lasted a week yeah it you know the presence of having the 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 winner in the in the room i think is a a lot what he's there for right now and and to try to get some of the younger guys in that in that in that room that you know into the right mindset of what it takes to 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 win and i think that's kind of really what the the culture that billy garen's been trying to build in that organization. And I think Dean does a good job of, 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 you know, illustrating Billy's message. And I think, um, bringing in guys like flower is just, has been just to reinforce that. But I think now that time has passed, you should have that, that message should be into enough guys that you've got in your organization now that you can probably move on from flower. And, I, and we'll see, you know, I mean, it's all about timing and contracts right. and league years. So we'll see what happens here. Today is free agent day. Yeah. It's going to see if, if that goes as bonkers as the NBA did. I know the price tags won't, but will the player movement go as crazy? There was, you know, rumors galore, and we'll see how many come to fruition. We'll close with the Vikes, and it's a good time to go public with this. I've been waiting until you and I would be in the same studio again. We're going to talk some Vikes today, and come this Viking season, you and I are going to talk a lot of Vikings on these airwaves. We're going to have an additional Viking postgame show, kind of a, a show to be named later. We haven't agreed on a name yet, but come Sundays after Vikings fan line, you can get more of a Northland fan line extended with Steve Petosha and myself. So don't be surprised if we hit up Dave Hoops for a little Hoops Brewing sponsorship there too. I'm in. In. There you go. On-air production meeting is done. So we'll close with the Vikes. Who's due to explode and whose career is up in smoke already? I'm going to start with mine because we're behind schedule, so I'm going to try to keep us moving. I'm wondering if Pitt could have named this because every time we talk about the Vikings offense, I man-crush the heck out of this guy. It's K.J. Osborne for me. 
He showed signs time and time again. I know Addison's there, but Adam Thielen's not. K.J. Osborne is still the one with some seniority. Outside of J.J. and Hawkinson, he's got to get a ton of room to roam. Take advantage. Yeah, I can. I you're right. This is this is his time to 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 get put up or shut up yeah, right now. No doubt, because he's talked a lot before. No doubt, he this is this is it. And, and so if if you don't, then you know to me it's Addison because if you a team that has zero defense in my opinion and needs nothing but help on the defense to build a defense when you've already invested money in JJ, you've already invested money in Hawkinson. You're now going to invest a top pick in a third option at best on your offense. Not to mention the. $80 million a year you're paying your quarterback. To me, if Addison doesn't come in and become a factor and explode, then the whole thing's a mess. So, right. so that's that's the guy who has to I'm going to turn to Dave me. Hoops, and I'm going to guess. You're a huge Alexander Madison fan. Is he your guy due to explode? Because he's RB1 all of a sudden. Uh, he is, but he's. I don't, I'm not going to make him do because he's going to. He was already a great receiver, and he's going to be fine. I think, um, to Pitt's point, um, RD, Brian Murphy, that pickup, He's, you know, Byron Murphy. Yeah. Yes, I, he need, he needs to be better than he was even when he came here and he was a name a little bit. I'm, I'm looking at him really closely as a fireworks guy. How about up in smoke? Because if I had any faith in the defense, I was going to take Brian Osamoa because that's my other man crush on the defensive side of the ball. But I don't know what they're going to do. And I'm afraid they don't either. So I didn't take anybody defensively to explode because I'm just not certain of any of it. I am certain of this. The up in smoke for me is Jordan Hicks. They got rid of Eric Kendricks, and I understood it completely. But the way that the linebackers played, and whether it was Ed Donatel's system or not, that will be discovered here during this coming season. But the way the defense played, I would have gutted the linebacking core. How Jordan Hicks is still on the team, I, I don't understand. Yeah, I'm with you, and that would have been my pick too, but I know that doesn't make for good radio, and I know that's who you were going to pick, right. shockingly. Uh, with our oh, but telepathy. we never agree, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, but I am going to say that it's Ingram on the offensive line. If he doesn't, you know... First of all, you, you you invested a big pick in him, a, a number two pick, or a second round pick, um, and you gambled on his background. Yeah, you know, and so if if you got a team that's going to do that, you better come in and perform. And I just don't think he did as a as a rookie. What do you got up in smoke? You're the eternal optimist, so I have a hard time believing that you have a negative take on a Viking. But here we go. Well, it doesn't count, but uh, obviously count. Delvin Cook went up in smoke. There you go. That's haha. True. But um, I put James Lynch in D. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a up and smoke pick that I don't. I think he's being paid too much. I don't think we need him. I don't think that the guy has got it. So Dave Hoops is here. We're going to talk to him more about hoopla from last week. We're going to talk some beer. I'm going to sip some too. Judge me accordingly. We got raspberry wheat in studio. Brian Prudhomme, Steve Petosa, Dave Hoops. That's our firework up and smoke tribute Fourth of July weekend. You're going to hear a very American theme to a lot of the music today. Stick around. We'll be right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And welcome back to the Northland Sports Page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Hoops, Steve Potosha. Dave Cook is not in today. He is traveling. And we wish him the best. Happy Fourth of July weekend to everybody. Again, apologies if you take offense to that, if you got to work Monday or if you got to work Tuesday. But we're celebrating America's birthday and Dave Hoops' birthday a little bit early. They happen to be the same day. Dave Hoops and Hoops Brewing, one of our illustrious sponsors, Aurora Architecture Studio, OER Holdings of Duluth. 
Justin May of Messina & Associates, Krause Heating and Cooling, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza of the Blackwoods Group, Avenue 45, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pure B Resort, Kohler Toyota, and Kohler Hyundai. And, of course, our newest sponsor continues their great introductory run. That's our friends at Comfort Systems. Sign up for a service appointment online. Simply mention you heard it on the Northland Sports page. You will receive $20 off that appointment. You do it all at ComfortSystemsDuluth.com. So we are very happy to have that sponsorship family. Dave Hoops, you are very adamant during the break that we must remember you were second, but you've been a big part of growing the list, too. Oh, yeah, but I want to be first in on this Vikings thing. You two are going to slay. There, I did it again. Yeah, two he's, weeks in a he's, row. he's bringing no cap. He's bringing all the hip vernacular to the show itself. That's mint. That, I, that's there you what go. also I wanted. That's Steve brought us back to the 90s where yeah. we belong. Yes, nice, nice. absolutely. So, again, recap hoopla. I hate to do, you know, rearview mirror type news because you missed maybe the greatest, you know, beer event of June. I'll give all pints a nod for July. That's coming up at the end of this month, but a blast last weekend and and now that you can reflect on six full years what'd you think of last saturday and and what do you think of the brewery right now as a whole because my goodness man what a community location that is i saw people from all walks of life that i knew and i spent the day going oh yeah i, f- I forgot you knew dave too or you know duh everybody enjoys good beer no wonder you're here well like we talked about a little bit earlier the outpouring of community support is overwhelming and um, a lot of really good things are happening, a lot of things that are going on with us being such a promote the, the family-friendly. We sell a lot of non-alcoholic stuff as well, even though we're very, very serious brewers. Yeah. My and, wife uh, loves the kombucha. Dave Cook loves the root beer. Oh, You've the got root a variety. Beer is as good as it yeah. gets. I actually, some, I mean, I, I love a lot of your beers, but when I go down there, I, there's always a little piece of my brain from my 10-year-old self yeah. that's like, uh, do I want a root beer? So I have it's to ask, good. <laughs> with the specialty beers from last weekend, are they summer staples now, or was that one day only? Because I tried the strawberry Hefeweizen. Man, that's good. I tried a couple of the chili beers. I think my uh, heartburn still is in full effect a little bit, but it had some good kick. I enjoyed you know, everything that you plugged last week about Try It Today, Donna Hoopla. I, I took your words to heart, and I did that. My curiosity is, Hoopla was a long, busy day. Are they all gone, or are they on the menu for the summer now? Well, a few of those are reoccurring strawberry half, um, pineapple chili. Yeah. Um, and those. And so right now we do have a little bit of that Mexican lager with sea salt and lime on. And then we just released yesterday peach and pear, which is a huge, huge. That's favorite, never bad. Right. And so Mr. Finn Hoops is in town here for the next 10 days. So we brought a brand new batch of uh, pale ale out and his Finn's finest is still pouring. But um, the, all the other um, one-day beers went away, and uh, they were very popular. So I got to give big props to the brewing crew, who is second and none. It was awesome. The entire day was a blast. You mentioned that uh, you know Laverne Hagen and Jay Hagen and myself had a great time. We had the Nygards with us. Bob had a good time. He loves local breweries. Even if he doesn't think certain shows are local enough, he seemed to enjoy himself. Certainly, it was, it was a great day for everybody. I know Dave Cook does these fabulous questions whenever we do your segment. And I had a few going through my brain this week to see if I could do kind of my Dave Cook impersonation and, and rack your brain a little bit. And I came up with a few, but now we had such a good time in the first segment. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to minimize and say I've only got time for one. I'm going to keep with kind of the American patriotism, 4th of July type theme. My question to you both is, who is the greatest American athlete that you ever witnessed in person? Oh, I love that question. I can't wait to see what Steve says because, well, 
I was going to say he's older than me, which is not at all true. That was me. He's older than me. No, no, no. I'm way older than Steve. But he's a grandfather and neither you or I can say that. So gentlemen, I had season tickets to to the Sharks, of course, which is really an important thing, but also to the Warriors during the run TMC time when they weren't any good. Yeah. So I saw... That's Timmy Hardaway, Chris Mullen, and Mitch Richmond, right? I saw every... NBA player worth seeing, and I saw Mr. Jordan at least six times. So you so did. This is a no-brainer question, even more important than Gretzky. I, it's a long conversation, but Michael Jordan. See, and for me, I never saw Michael Jordan in person, so I couldn't have him on the list. I wanted to, but I had to say, who did I see in person? I'll go to you first, Pitt. Okay, so the honestly, the best athlete I've ever seen, and you guys are going to think I'm, I'm crazy, but not only did I see him, I got to coach him for a couple of years, was Jack Conley. Really? Jack Conley, as amazing of a hockey player as he was, he was as good of a soccer player. He was as good of a ping pong player. He was as good of a basketball player. You get, you put any sport in front of Jack Conley, and he will kill it. Now, I know it's not a, the, you know. The Reminiscent goal. of Steve Potosha that way. Really, almost, really nice The one guy time he too. tried basketball, he almost killed me. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I know he's not a NHL or NFL Hall of Famer, but he was a Hobie Baker winner. Uh and the, I'm just telling you, the, it, no matter what it, what it took, if it if it was athletic ability, he could he could nail it. And the best part of all of that, his brother, who Chris, an absolute fitness freak, will tell you that Jack is cut like a bag of milk. So it's not like he's some you know workout warrior. <laughs> he's know? not Dave he was, Hoops in his marathoning shape. Yeah, when he was when he was when he was you know w- you know at his height of an athlete, he was you know not like he was at his he was out there you know training you know like a I mean, he probably was. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to discount anything Jack was doing. But I'm just telling you, natural athleticism, as good as it gets. So I had three that came to mind, and the difficulty was picking one. The first one was kind of a know your audience. and I thought, well, Hoops would love this if I go with him. But I didn't see this person in his prime. I saw him because there's a seniors championship tour. Andre Agassi is always one of my favorites. And I think the athleticism that tennis requires is through the roof, to be honest. So if I had seen Andre Agassi at, say, age 25 or 35 rather than well above it, I probably would have said him. Because of when I witnessed it in person, that prime was long gone. That championships tour is is kind of meant for humor as much as it is performance. It was a great time, one of the best times I've had in the Target Center, but I don't think I saw prime Andre by any stretch. Also in the Target Center, I did see LeBron, and I thought, you know, this guy's as good as advertised. Can I put aside the fact that I don't care for him much? and still say it's the best athlete that I've ever witnessed. He would probably be a close second. Then I had to realize that two times in the Metrodome, I saw Bo Jackson do both sports beyond excellent. I saw him play the outfield for the Kansas City Royals. I saw that cannon of an arm. I saw him go deep, and he did things that you just went, whoa. And then I did see a Vikings-Raiders game with Bo playing running back, And maybe you didn't go, whoa, because you hoped that the Vikings could contain him a little bit. But my goodness, watching Bo Jackson try just about anything, you could put Dion in that same group. But I think Dion was a hell of a football player that happened to dabble in baseball. Bo wasn't that. Barring the catastrophic injury, Bo would have been great at both of them for a long time. Bo Bo was my favorite when I was, you know, in junior high and high school. I mean, that... That guy was, he was everything. You know, the Bo Nose commercials, yeah. all that. Like it was, One of my favorite baseball cards is a black and white with Bo wearing football shoulder pads, hoisting a bat over his shoulders yes, too. Yeah. I think it was a Don Iconic. Rose card. And I think I think the other reason I like that card is this is back when you'd get the Beckett issues every month. I think it was worth like 50 bucks. So when I was 10, 50 bucks was a hell of a lot of money too. 
I um I think that I wish this was Bo Day and he was getting paid, but I sh- I need to jump in. I did have uh, Giants tickets too when I lived there, so I got to see Dion yeah. in person play baseball. He did pretty well. Dion growing up was one of my favorites too. I mean, it's tough those two going back and forth. And Tony Mackey. I mean, is there a bigger Dion Sanders fan right. than our than our mutual friend Tony no Mackey? Doubt. That that guy lived for Tony or my, for uh, Dion. My favorite Dion moment, and this is a hundred percent. I don't know if I've ever used the phrase thankful that I have a disability, but in this particular scenario, I was. So when I worked at KBGR back in the early 2000s, um, I was working press for a Viking game. Jeff George shredded the Cowboys. But this was Aikman. This was Emmett. This was Dion. I think Irvin, that was the whole nine. Well, you know, you're walking through the same tunnels and areas that players are. Well, I'm slower than what's the phrase? Molasses in January, whatever they say. So I'm, I'm certainly not fleet of foot. So I'm getting in the way of, of players trying to get where they're going. And one player paused to hold the door for me, and I looked up to see who it was. Big blue 21 on a white cowboy jersey. Oh, I made sure to say thank you very audibly. I couldn't believe I was standing that close to that man. Yeah, he was awesome, and he was a Yankee too, so I like him even more. So, Well, nobody's perfect. Because why, Dave Hoops? Tell me your Yankee line. Uh, nobody except for Steve Patosha cares about the Yankees. <laughs> Steve Patosha and my mother. That is about it. Tell you what. They <laughs> Sorry, prob- buddy. They probably okay. wish they were in a different division because the Minnesota Twins – Continue yeah, to lead the, the American League Junior Varsity. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Yankees are camped in third in a very dominant American League East. Speaking of dominant, another dominant appearance by Dave Oops. Two weeks in a row in the studio, my friend. I can get used to this. I love it. And happy fourth to everybody. Thanks for having me here. And again, congrats, Pitt. Grandpa Pitt. Absolutely. Grandpa Steve. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. So Dave Hoops is on his way to travel for his holiday slash birthday weekend. That in itself is a national holiday. Happy birthday to Dave Hoops. Speaking of baseball, Yankees, Twins, we're going to go local. We're going to talk to Duluth Marshall assistant, Corey Verl. He's in the studio next. Stick around. We are the Northland Sports Page. We'll be For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Right back. A little American made brings me back to my childhood. Judge me accordingly. There was a time at a very, very young age. I loved the Oak Ridge Boys. Brian Prudhomme, Steve Petosha, now joined by Corey Verl. Corey Verl's resume is a lengthy one in the world of sports. We'll let him disclose that later on. I could call him Duluth Marshall assistant. I could call him hockey official. I could call him classmate at Barton Sutter's English classes at UWS. We go back a long way. It's going to be an honor to talk to him very shortly. Steve, I picked the song American Maine, not just because I love the Oak Ridge Boys, but we're going to talk to Corey Verl, who not just has that glowing sports resume, but about an American-made product that he's responsible for. Yeah, it's so cool. I mean, baseball bats, I mean, Americana, I mean, nothing more American than baseball, apple pie, and, and you can't play baseball without a bat. So, I mean, I think it's that's the coolest thing ever to have a company making those around here. So, Certainly excited to hear more about it, courtesy of our sponsors, of course, Roll Architecture Studio, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings of Duluth, Justin May of Messina & Associates, Krause Heating and Cooling, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, the Blackwoods Group and their multitude of locations. Go there for brunch here on the weekends, 10 a.m. to 2. Avenue 45, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, and, of course, our friends at Comfort Systems. They are making quite a splash as our newest sponsor. 
Sign up for a service appointment online at comfortsystemsduluth.com. Mention you heard it here on the Northland Sports page. You get $20 off said appointment. So after all that, because Corey Averill was asking, why do you guys have so much hoops product? I said, that's one of our sponsors. I should have said, wait till you hear the list. As we welcome in Corey Averill, good morning. It's great to see you, man. Hey, great to be here. Always a pleasure to get on and talk uh, sports or whatever. You know? Well, and that's that's kind of the beauty of, like I said, your resume, because we can spend the day talking, quote, sports or whatever, because everything in sports locally, which, you know, is the driving force behind the Northland Sports page, locally, you seem to be right in the thick of it. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I tell people uh, I'm not that religious of a person, but my way of giving back and, and being part of the community is is being in as involved as I can in, in the sports world mainly, but just giving back to my community in different ways uh, t- to make a difference. And that's really what it's all about, whether they're doing it, uh, no matter what sport or what, what role I'm playing. As you mentioned, I'm an official coach, I'm a parent. Uh, just giving back to, to make things better in the area. I mean, it's all of our goals. No doubt. So you mentioned official, parent, how about businessman? Because I'm looking at Twin Ports Timber Company hats, Twin Ports Timber Company t-shirt. Thank you for the hat, by the way. Steve Fatosha and I are making out of here with a haul between beer and hats so far. Pressure's on Jay Hagen as he's in in about 15 minutes. And, <laughs> and now I'm looking at one of the bats. Oh, this thing is beautiful. So Twin Ports Timber Company obviously is a bat manufacturer here in the Twin Ports. Talk to me about how this came to be. When did this come to mind as, hey, I got a business venture that I'm going to embark on? Well, I'll actually go, I'll go all the way back. So my business partner and I, Joe Gingerelli, we grew up about a block and a half away from each other. We just love wood bats. We're all both baseball guys. Uh, you know, we, everything we lived, ate, slept was baseball. So it was a childhood dream. Yeah. Right? And what, what uh, we never knew where life would take us or where, when we'd reach this point. But we got to a point last summer. He had actually started the concept uh, before, maybe, uh, I don't know, four or five years ago. Just couldn't get off the ground we decided to pick it up this last uh, last fall. This thing is sweet, by the way. Radio is not a visual <laughs> medium, but it's been a long time since I've had a bat in my hands, and this is incredible. Yeah, yeah. So it's really it, it, ready to go to batting cages after this. Sorry, Corey, go ahead. No worries. <laughs> it 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 started as a really fun hobby. Hey, can we do it? Let's just make bats. We'll make bats for ourselves, for our friends, for the kids we coach. Uh, you know that type of thing. And then it's it's really taken off. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to make these to yeah. play around with them. I uh, just think about you know all those those little childhood dreams that you can actually make into a real business and where you know we really feel like we're hitting we hit fifty thousand dollars in sales in six months nice. not too long ago Congratulations. so we're we're uh, yeah we're making dents in and uh, selling to a lot of different groups so it's it's uh, they all like a product obviously and there's there's just a lot of different things that we could do with uh, with wood baseball products no question so you are the second person in this business that I've ever known the first was Brad Scott. If you know him from up at Masabi Range, that area, Uh, him and I got to know each other when JoJo was playing for UMD and I was a play-by-play guy for basketball. So when I got to know Brad, I I asked him this question. I'm going to ask you the same thing. When you watch a baseball game and and you hear, oh, that broken bat's going to die a hero. It's a doink base hit to center or, you know, shattered his bag, grounded back to the mound. Are you going, oh, business opportunity. Is, Is there something special about a bat or something special that goes in to making a bat or, you know, how does that go in terms of the best quality product there is? Yeah, the crack of the bat. I think everybody loves it. I mean, why are you think about this? College baseball players use uh, aluminum bats all year long, right? Everything they play in the summer is is wood bat. Yeah, it's not only what you need to train with, what makes you a better hitter. It's what you need to do to be to get to the next level is be a good hitter with a wood bat. But everybody loves the crack of the wood bat, right? Uh, we just had a, a what we call the Lakeview Classic. We were we yeah. were a sponsor of this uh, of the tournament this yeah. last. Uh, it was actually a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday tournament. A little different concept to kind of avoid some hotel uh, costs and get some teams up here. But uh, it was wood bat, 
And it was the first time we went to that, but everybody loved it. We, uh, we gave each team a bat. Uh, the, the sound of wood bat baseball, the competitiveness of it, you bring small ball into the game. I mean, everything surrounding that is just makes the game better. And I think people like that. So you mentioned selling to different groups. Are there age groups that should be more in tune to this because wood bat maybe doesn't become a thing until you reach a certain age? Or if there are parents out there that has a kid who's, say, eight, nine, and they have, you know, wood bat aspirations and yep. big baseball career aspirations. I mean, obviously... I'm, I'm a smaller guy, or at least small in strength, certainly. Um, an eight-year-old is going to be lifting a different bat than Steve, you, or I are. How much variety in, in age groups do you have? A ton of variety. There's youth bats all the way up to what we would uh, say, you know, professional models. The, the model I gave you right there has an ink dot on there. Which I, I dropped already, but... <laughs> familiar with that, but to be able to sell the professionals and be able to meet that standard of wood product, has to, you have to show the ink dot and have the grains have to be straight, all of that type of thing. There's a, there's a different level, so that would be our top model, but... But what we say and what we talk about to a lot of coaches and we, uh, myself and Joe, have been coaching youth baseball and high school baseball for a long time. Uh, if you don't have a wood bat in your bag, you're not training right. Sure. right? So you need to have that in there. There's, there's mul- multiple things that uh, benefits you're going to get from swinging a wood bat. Not only the little bit smaller barrel, but being able to feel the ball a little bit differently. Uh, it just teaches better hitting mechanics if you're if you're also using a wood bat. And of course, there's there's a, a ton of wood bat tournaments now, yeah. all the way from 10U on up. Actually, I would say even 9U on up are starting to look at just wood bat events, introducing them. And uh, and and again, because it's the gameplay that people love, and they love just the wood bat feel, sounds, the the differences in the game. So that was part of what really pushed us and the t- made the timing right. Is we're definitely noticing the trend of all these wood bat tournaments that were going on, all the way from. Again, the, the lower youth levels right. all the way into well, there's high school tournaments during the regular season. Uh, there's just a lot of wood bat stuff going on. I think uh, I, I think at some point it's all just going to shift to that point. Uh, and, and I think it would be a great, great thing for, for baseball's longevity. Well, and, and not only for because that's how baseball was meant to be played, but just the safety issue alone. Right. I mean, the, the ball coming off of those triple wall aluminum bats right back at a at a 12 year old pitchers, you know, 60 or 45 feet away I mean that's that's dangerous and so I've always felt like wood bats should be should be part of of youth baseball at the very least and and college baseball is so much more fun watching it with a wood bat versus what you see what we saw in Omaha a couple weeks ago with you know with uh, LSU and those teams you know when I lived in Omaha, there every weekend there's a youth tournament, and there, it seemed like they yeah. were all wood bats, and they, and that's well, how in they, Omaha that's how you're in the mecca, yeah, yeah, right. And but they were that's how they would advertise them like this. The people were seeking out wood bat tournaments, like they didn't want to be in the the aluminum bat tournaments anyway. Um, but the original reason that the aluminum bat ever came around was durability issues. Yeah. So how 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 do bats nowadays? How do you combat that? Yeah, no, that's that's a good question. There, you know, the safety part is a huge component of that, and I think that is also why I think people not only feel better the pitchers on the mound, but just yeah, I mean, the the, the strong hitters are the ball's still going to jump off the bat, right? If you score one up on the on the barrel, but yeah, so you know, longevity. Where there's three different uh, types of wood that we offer, right? Uh, maple, birch, and ash. Uh, bamboo is a product out there. We haven't gotten into that. Maple's going to be a little bit stronger, more durable. That's a little bit more popular, especially amongst uh, the youth hitters who are getting better and learning hitting mechanics and, and to train and things like that. The more established hitters are going to be ash or birch, and there's a different feel. There's a different flex to the wood as you're hitting with those bats. So we'll see some more of the, the higher-level high school, college, uh, or beyond hitters. Uh, birch is definitely uh, pretty popular right now amongst them. But maple's just one of those woods that – it's it's really strong. You yeah. know, you can hit a ball off the handle and the, and the end of the bat, and it's gonna it's gonna well, you withhold. Can. 
Well, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so what I think a lot of bat companies, we're not the only ones popping up, uh, but they're, they're trying to figure out what, you know, to, to combat the aluminum bats and the warranties that they'll have and things like that. And we're, we're, we basically offer a 90 day warranty. If you end up breaking one like that, you know, we'll, we'll work there and, and replace that bat, uh, one way or another, but it's, it's tough, right? Because there's some user, uh, user yeah. here and there, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's, Again, uh, if people are training the right way and putting wood bats in their hands at a, at a younger age, they're going to become more proficient hitters. The, the tools out there, we'll say, are just uh, that much that much better these days. I think you uh, wanted to get into some of that. Uh, but wood bats are a great start. So part of me wants to continue talking to Corey Verl, my friend and sports aficionado, but part of me needs to be a responsible journalist too. So folks out there listening, Twin Ports Timber Company is your new go-to for bats. Where can they find you? What kind of costs are they expecting? And I'm also doing this for my co-host because Dave Cook called me about 20 minutes before we got started today. And he said, ask Verl how much I can expect to pay for a bat because I'd like to put one up in the office. So there's that too, making the, uh, you know, work from home mantra look better. I may do the same. <laughs> we actually, uh, we, we just got, we're kind of still maybe at the tail end of grad season, right? Okay. And you have uh, senior baseball players at the end of their senior years. We, I don't know how many we did, uh, uh, maybe close to a hundred trophy bats we'll call. Uh, and, and those they're uh, 109 for a trophy bat. Uh, it basically customize it, whatever colors you want. Typically we're doing like school colors or, nice. or, or, you know, whatever they're affiliated with. Uh, and, and yeah, whether we're doing it, I made one for my kid, right. Uh, put it up on the wall for his graduation. He just yeah. graduated this year was, uh, dead Gosh, belt, really? and gold. That went quick. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So there's Not a lot that I of have that. to tell you that, but go ahead. Yeah. So trophy bats. Uh, we have a training bat package. We just did uh, for the Proctor baseball classic, a youth tournament up there. Uh, I don't know what the team count was, but I think they had 12 divisions. Uh, we made mini bats for them. Okay. Uh, so there, I mean, there's just a lot. We sell to, to females. We sell to my daughter's a big fast pitch player. There's a lot in the area. Um, we're starting to sell training bats to more females, nice. cam bats, uh, uh, you know, one hand swinging bats. Uh, there's a lot of different, there's a variety. So twinportstimberg.com has all of our bats, apparel. Uh, we're adding more products as we go. I actually just handed, uh, or gave Pitt, uh, one of our fungos that we just produced for Duluth 709 baseball, gave all the, the tournament team coaches, it's got a little different handle on it. It's a puck knob, yeah. which is becoming more popular. It just balances out the bat a little bit differently. And, and a lot of, uh, not only regular bats, but fungos, which we sell a ton of to coaches. Uh, it's becoming a, a popular, uh, popular model as well. That's excellent. So I'm going to Vikings press conference this in time for two more. Um, one of them is going to be, you talked about, you know, we do want to explore the nuances of the game now versus when we were kids. I know I spent the bulk of our phone conversation yesterday justifying to you, I swear we're not that old. But in baseball terms, we are. You mentioned if you don't have a wood bat in your bag, you're not training properly. How is training differing as a guy who's an assistant coach now than maybe it did when we were kids? Is there still the old school tactic of teaching to spray the ball and use the whole field and inside out swings? Or is it all launch angle, exit velocity? Because baseball's changed. Pitt will tell you he's lost some interest in baseball because it's not the baseball he grew up watching. Have you had to adjust that way or is it now, well, I'm going to have the vintage player because they're going to stand out because people aren't doing it. You know, so every kid, you know, back in our day and, and today, nothing's any different. They're always going to emulate the professionals. They're always going to emulate the, the levels above them to learn and see. And, and I don't think that happens as much. I don't think there's many students of the game. I think there's definitely a difference there. Uh, but there are ways of, of seeing, you know, um, professional baseball college baseball. I mean, there's so many resources out there. There's so many YouTube and uh, Instagram and all these different social media sources. I mean, they're seeing so much baseball, but it's not always 
the best things. It's not always those little things that the game used to, you know, really pound into you before you started, you know, swinging for home runs and doing all these different things. So I think there's a, a slight difference there. Kids have all these different things and they actually probably learn from video games more than they do, you know, from watching baseball. They don't watch baseball enough. And I think, you know, so assistant coach at Marshall, and we talk to our kids all the time who watched, you know, who watched the baseball game last night. Could have been the twins, could have been a college game, could have been whatever. Right. Yeah. You know, a couple Only arms me. go up, a couple yeah. arms go up, or they're, you know, like, right, what'd you see? You know, what, what play do you remember? You know, and they, so they, they kind of remember, kind of don't. So it's just different. Yeah. Uh, everything is so structured for kids these days. You know, Pitt is a high school coach. You know, like they don't do as much on their own because they don't really sometimes don't have time or there's so many different other things going on and they have other, other things in their lives. It's not on their calendar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, quite honestly, that's literally in their Outlook <laughs> calendar. Yeah. yeah. Or their Google one. And know. that's what you get them for. And that's so, but I tell, I will tell you what, the difference is uh, today's athlete is just different in, in uh, athleticism, size and strength. It's not, it doesn't mean that, you know, all the athletes in our day are, you know, we're, we're different in that sense, but you know, we didn't, strength train the same way they do now. I mean, there's, uh, there's many high school kids that are just, you know, they're, they're seeing the benefits of it and just the way they're measured now. And they know what, what it takes. Now there's just more knowledge out there. The resources these, uh, today's athletes have and the way they can train is entirely different, different than it was. Yeah. yeah. We used to do it on the sandlot baseball field. Yes, we did. Boot hockey in the streets or going in rink ratting, which kids still do, but there's just, you know, there's just a different way they go about it to, to get to the same place. And, uh, that, that's, those are some of the differences, but I would agree with that. So my last question is opening Pandora's box of bad timing. Cause we are behind. So I'll say we have a minute or two left cause we probably don't even have that, but I'm going to allow it. So I have a high school coach and an official with me. And you and I talked about this on the phone a little bit yesterday. The Orono hockey situation was discussed at nauseum this week by media market du jour. And I said, I'm not going to do it because there's nothing I can say about it that hasn't been said. And I'm heavy on the ad nauseum part enough already. But at the same time, we've had Jim Carnes, Darren Sheldon, different officials talk about shortages. You've talked about how busy life's become. You've got a business now. You're a parent. You're a coach. You're starting to kind of phase out of the officiating game, too. We need the generation underneath us to start to come and do it. You said, well, part of that parent situation is part of the problem. I'll give you the floor to kind of pitch why younger kids should want to give back like you did. Yeah, no, there. So it felt it over the years as far as where and when or, or how new officials are getting into whether so I've, I've uh, been a longtime hockey official uh, in I think my 13th year of refereeing football as well you know if I think what needs to be because there's so much there can be so much negativity around what they see and they see some of the negative things on social media and they, so the bad situations right I think what they need to understand is the benefits of what you get out of officiating what how it can make you a stronger individual on top of being around the game a little bit longer, a game that you hopefully love and, and want to be a part of. And, th- and those are the things that can, you know, you know, thicker skin, uh, you know, just handling situations because officiating more than anything else, more than just applying rules is game management. And if you can get good at game management, you can be a great official, even if you're still learning, you know, all the rules and how the game is played and the flow and all that type of stuff. But that's what it teaches. And I think that's what we need to surround or, or, or talk to younger officials or, or anybody actually of any age about getting in and giving back to officiating because obviously the need is there. Outstanding. There's so much I could learn from you and so much fun conversation we could have. Let's please do this again. I'm more than happy to talk more about Twin Ports Timber Company. I really enjoyed seeing you. Our number one is in the books. Please come back and join us again.
Definitely. Appreciate you having me. That's Corey Verl, ladies and gentlemen. You, Steve Fatosha with me as well. He's going to go fetch Jay Hagan. He's at the door. He's going to kick off hour number two for us. The Northland Sports page here on 4th of July weekend continues next. Stick around. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.